Welcome to Food Friday here on the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast, where we dish out food topics, recipes, and answer your questions related to food, food prep, and nutrition. Find our recipes and tips on our website at huntharvesthealth.com. On today's Food Friday, Ryan shares his protein-packed muffin recipe, and I give my homemade kombucha recipe. All right, so this week we thought we would talk about just kind of what we did this week. We had a couple recipes that we did. Hill was working a lot, and I was kind of uh, doing my own thing, hanging with the kids. So my recipe that I that I uh, kind of created and, and kind of had fun with was uh, I made some protein muffins, and they were delicious. Um, they always are. But they're just packed with protein, and the kids love them. So, um, you know, kind of what I did, it's a simple recipe. It's, it's kind of a uh, everything you add to it is, is basically got some protein in it. It's a lot of eggs. It's six eggs. It's, uh, it's a whole cup of Greek yogurt. And then uh, I throw three cups of oats in there. And I've made it before where I've actually, you know, thrown the, the rolled oats and ground them up into kind of an oat flour. Or just adding them in, it's easy to just throw them in there and, and use them as is. But And I'll also add a cup of the almond milk. Uh, you can do either vanilla or just plain if you want. We go with the just plain. Um, also, I'll throw three scoops of the, I've got the Wilderness Athlete chocolate protein powder. I use that in those, and that always turns out awesome. I throw teaspoon of baking powder two teaspoons of cinnamon half a cup of agave so they're not super sweet you can add more if you want them sweeter uh throw a teaspoon of vanilla extract in and then kind of at the end i just take a you know as i throw them i grease the pan and usually i just use like some coconut oil and and kind of uh coat it with that and then put my mix in after i've mixed everything up and uh, i'll just pack the top with hemp seeds and that's kind of like the secret ingredient it's just a whole nother pile of protein (laughs) on there so um but totally safe for the kiddos it's just hemp seeds we like hemp seeds actually i think they're they're really high in protein one tablespoon will give you 10 grams of plant protein so um well and they add a good consistency to the top of that muffin so um, yeah they have a good nutty flavor yep yep but yeah basically it's just that and then toss it in the oven after you've uh, preheated it to 350 and go for about 30 minutes and they're pretty awesome my two-year-old loves them my eight-year-old loves them i love (laughs) them i eat them for breakfast snacks throughout the day and they're just like packed with protein so this time of year definitely up the protein intake because trying to pack on some muscle uh it's a good time of year to do that kind of doing a little bit of cardio just not as much uh trying to trying to actually uh, get a little stronger right now so definitely still doing cardio just not as much so more protein in the diet um and then what hill did is which we kind of do all the time too but i guess a lot of folks are asking about the kombucha recipe so hill's going to go over that Yeah, so kombucha is pretty popular today. You pretty much see it everywhere now. It used to just be at Whole Foods or trendy little uh, co-op stores, and now it seems like you can get it anywhere. Um, 
And the one problem with that is it's kind of, ex- I mean, it's expensive if you were to buy like a couple kombuchas every day or one kombucha every day, even it's, it's kind of like a coffee habit, <laughs> buying your coffee out. So, uh, years it's ago, not, it's not as tasty as coffee though. I mean, it's good, no. but and it's well, good for it's better for it than coffee, but it is not coffee. Yeah. I guess I just mean like financially. Um, so I don't know, probably 15, 15 years ago, we, I, I started making my own kombucha. It was much harder back then than it is now to find the, the SCOBY, which is the part that makes the, com- that makes the kombucha that ferments it. But now it's pretty easy to find a SCOBY. So I'm going to go through how you do that. And you can go online. There's a million recipes as well as the one that I have there uh, on Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you can get, there's like dozens of kombucha starter kits. So it's a, it's much more prevalent today and easier to get. So today I actually, well, yesterday I made a new batch. I had a, a patient of mine actually give me a baby, one of her baby Scobies. Uh, and so I use that. And I like to, the, the, the recipe is really simple and we'll do that in a sec. But there's some very important rules that I've kind of learned the hard way about doing your kombucha right. Uh, if you don't want to ruin it. And uh, so first, let's just go over what the SCOBY is. The SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast. Basically, that the colony of bacteria and yeast is what's going to ferment your... Uh, you make it in some sort of caffeinated tea. So like black tea, green tea, white tea. Um, and it's gonna, and then you add sugar to it, and this scoby eats the sugar, it ferments, and uses the caffeine as well, and then it ferments the liquid, and that's how you get kombucha. Uh, the scoby is really like kind of a live being, and we do refer to it as a mushroom, but it's not really a mushroom. Mushroom is fungi, but it's always, you'll hear sometimes people will say um, the scoby mushroom, even though it's not really that. Uh, and there's a few important steps. So whenever you do anything with your SCOBY or before you make your uh, kombucha, you want to make sure that everything is clean. And I've made the mistake of this. Uh, If you don't make sure that like your jars that you have, your utensils that you're going to put in, uh, your hands, any plates or containers that you're going to put your SCOBY in and your uh, liquid, if it's not clean and kind of disinfected your scoby may get mold Uh, and as well as the covering you need to have your covering tight so that things can't get into it but I learned the hard way I made a couple batches and then I had uh, two batches going and I pulled them down and they had mold just like a piece of bread well we were just taking glasses and like scooping them into the top of this jug we got a little impatient one time and just started scooping them out so I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to that. I wasn't being totally, having everything disinfected. And when I say disinfected, this is how we do it. First of all, you probably shouldn't use any soap, like a dish soap on any of your jars or utensils or even hands when you're going to do it because uh, sometimes the soap doesn't get rinsed all the way off and uh, the scoby will die from the residue of the soap. So what I do is I just 
really use hot water when I wash everything, really hot water. And then you can rinse it with a distilled vinegar. And you can also do that with your hands before you do anything with it. Uh, rinse your hands with distilled vinegar. And so that's basically like a disinfectant. So that's the very first important thing. Make sure everything is clean. The next one is, uh, there's a few. So you want to use filtered water. Chlorine can also irritate the SCOBY and sometimes kill it. So using filtered water, if you have that, is really important. Obviously, you're going to be boiling the water like a tea. So that will boil some of the chlorine out. But if you have filtered water, it's great to use that. Again, the caffeine is important. The sugar is important. We like to use palm sugar or coconut palm sugar organic or organic sugar. Um, And I know we've talked about sugar on one of these Food Fridays and it's not good for you, but the SCOBY needs to have sugar in order to ferment. So if you don't add a sugar, you're not going to have a fermented drink. Don't put your SCOBY straight into hot tea. You're going to make your tea. You're going to let your tea cool down to room temperature with the sugar in it. And then you're going to transfer your SCOBY into it. Otherwise, you Once will... Once it's cooled. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll kill your SCOBY. Uh, and then when you have it in the jar and it's all ready to go, you want to use a like a cheesecloth or some kind of coffee filter. Someone's told me to use coffee filters or even like really thick paper towel. And then you rubber band it on top of the jar so that the SCOBY can breathe. It needs oxygen in order to ferment. Um, you can't... You can't put like a tight lid on it. If you put a tight lid on it, you're going to kill it as well or it's not going to ferment. It needs oxygen. So that top is really important as well. And again, make sure that it's clean. Nothing's going to be falling into your drink. And then the other thing is it's a very picky organism. It likes quiet. It doesn't want to be moved around. So And it likes warmth. Room temperature, a little bit more than room temperature, If it's super cold, if you put it in a super cold place, it's not going to ferment very well. And if you're jostling it around or moving it around all the time, it gets really unhappy and that's going to disrupt its fermentation too. So it's, it likes to be still and quiet. And then you're going to leave it for seven to 14 days. We do about 10 days. Uh, The longer you leave it, obviously the more fermentation it's going to have. So everybody's different. The fermentation is that kind of vinegary taste. And if you like less of a vinegary taste, seven days is good. If you like more vinegary taste, about two weeks is good. Yeah, we kind of keep that thing like up by the ceiling. We keep it up on a the entertainment center. We put it up there because we got a fireplace, and all the heat kind of goes up. And um, now I know there's other things you can do. You can put it on a heat pad. Um, you know, some guys will do that. They'll just throw a heat pad on there, and that just keeps it warm. Hmm. If you want to keep that going, but. Uh, we just don't do that. We try to keep the house warm. With <laughs> well, if I kill this scoby, then I'll maybe try the heat pad. My yeah, last scoby's got mold. So. This time of year, it's a little more difficult than in the summer. Yeah, but and the other important thing about mold, uh, you cannot scrape it off. So I've seen online, and some people just say, "Oh, just like a piece of bread. If you just scrape off the mold, then it goes away." But actually, the truth is, is if you your mother's scoby has mold on it and it grows babies and then you separate it out and let's say you're going to have different batches even if you don't even if you don't see mold on the baby if the mother had mold the baby has mold so 
you have to throw it all out with the bath water. <laughs> you can't you can't use it with the mold on it. It's not good for you. Okay, so simple recipe. You're going to take three to four quarts of filtered water. You're going to heat up about a quart of that water and you're going to steep your tea in it. The other thing is I like to use loose leaf tea because it doesn't have the tea bags. Some tea bags have chemicals in them that can leach into the water. So if you have a good organic tea bag and you know it doesn't have that, you can use that. You, so um, either a fourth of a cup of black, green, or white tea leaves or you can use six to eight tea bags in that quart. Um, that'll make it pretty strong. And then you're going to make that. You're gonna let that cool. You're gonna let that cool a little bit. Okay. After you make brew the tea, let it cool a little bit. Then you're gonna add the sugar to it. One cup of sugar into the mix. Stir it around a little bit. Let it dissolve. And then you're gonna add two to three more quarts of liquid like tepid liquid not super cold but tepid and then once that's all cooled down to room temperature don't get impatient don't throw your scoby in there before it's cooled off that's bad news and then you just put your scoby in now the other important piece of the scoby is if you get a starter kit it will come with a uh, mother liquid so whoever made the starter kit had a mother liquid. They got their SCOBY from the mom way down the line. And you always want to have a cup of that starter liquid in your batch because that cup is fermented and that's what the SCOBY is going to live on for a little bit and help ferment the new batch. If you're getting a starter kit that doesn't have that starter liquid, which will be really rare, you can add some vinegar uh, the recipe on the website that we'll have will tell you how to do that. You can add some vinegar to do that. But likely, if you're getting a starter kit offline, you're going to already have that. That's what most that. guys are going to do, right? And they're just going to go get a starter kit and, and have at it. Yeah. You can keep these things going forever unless you Years, uh, screw really. up and yeah. let them get molded. Yeah. yeah. So just make sure that you take that cup when you you're done making your kombucha make sure you always take a cup of that liquid and you leave it with the mother and you put that into the next batch because if you lose that liquid or you know i don't know drink it all before you add your new brew then you're gonna have to do vinegar and i don't think your scoby likes it as much now so, that i hear us talking about it it is kind of weird if people aren't real familiar with kombucha the process of making it you got a mother you got babies it's uh it's kind of crazy but well it'll get really thick so sometimes your starter scoby will be smaller it'll be it's like a little disc and then it'll just start getting thicker and thicker these older scobies are they're like a thick meaty looking disc and they You've probably gotten a kombucha, you know, where you drink to the bottom and there's all that goo in the bottom. Yes, Our daughter's not. like, disgusting, what is this? And it's 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 the slime that comes off of the scoby and it's trying to create babies. So eventually it'll grow this other thing off of it and you can separate it. Sometimes if you just want to keep one scoby and make it really mature, you just don't separate it. You kind of let those layers stay together and you put them through a few batches so that will give you a few you know you, you'll get a number of batches before maybe you separate them out and then you have multiple batches going on there's also a second fermentation process 
let's say your SCOBY's done, you love it, then you just put it in some jars, seal those and put those in the fridge and then drink it, drink it leisure. You do want to make sure the final batch is refrigerated. It will last longer that way. If you want to do a second fermentation with fruit or you want to add some kind of juice and make it fruitier and more festive, you can take uh, your jars, add a bunch of fruit like blueberries, strawberries, mangoes, I don't know, pineapple, put it all in those jars, and then you're going to pour your kombucha over those jars. Then you're going to seal those jars with lids, and you're going to put them in a dark, warm place like the pantry closet or something. And then you're going to let those sit for another three to five days. And then you'll have like a fermented, fruity juice drink. We don't usually get that far. We usually just kind of drink it straight. I haven't done that yet. Probably, I think I feel like so, that's kind of a summer thing. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done that yet because the last scobies that I had, I, like I said, I killed with mold. So, but I'm probably going to try this with one of my batches. I would say just start with one jar and try it and see how you like it. Because I don't know, something could go wrong. Maybe mold could grow, and you don't want to probably ruin your whole batch of kombucha until you've figured out something that you like so maybe make one bottle of a extra fermented juice with the fruit see how you like it and then if you like that and it works make your whole batch into that really it's kind of turning out to be around a gallon of liquid when you get it all said and done yeah yeah and by the time it's it's done it is quite a process i'm just ready to start drinking it so and so is the baby <laughs> i posted a photo the other day and my our little one loves it. I mean, loves kombucha, which is crazy because I used to hate kombucha. When I first tried it, I was just like, man, this stuff is nasty. But then it grew on me, and now I love it, and I like the benefits of it. But, um, yeah, she, our little, our daughter, is, she loves it in her bottle. <laughs> you do it. have to be careful the stronger you ferment something. I've noticed... Remember the kombucha you bought, and it was pretty strong. Like well, you'd drink it, and you'd be at lunch, and you'd be going, "Man, well, you're I think I have a buzz going yeah. on." You're a lightweight. No, they've got different like. But uh, now potencies. you have to buy. There's ones I notice at if Whole Foods. If you buy the black label kombucha yeah. out of the store, you have to be 21. You have to, to buy be it. 21. So I'm figuring if you ferment your own kombucha for longer, it's just like a beer or you know wine, a spirit. You're it's going to be more fermented. So the likelihood of having a higher percent alcohol in there is good. So, you yeah. know, you Way may back not in the wanna... day, I, I was carded to get my kombucha. <laughs> I don't remember what store it was, but it's like, man, uh, that's crazy. I'm just getting a kombucha. But I remember sitting in medical school was kind of the first time it was showing up and we bought those kombuchas. I guess they were super strong during class going, man, are you feeling that? Yeah. Well, wow. you're, it doesn't take, it's like a sip of wine for you. Look so. who's talking. You're worse than I am. <laughs> yeah. So that's kombucha. Actually, it's about 20 to 35 bucks, I think, to get a starter kit. Maybe not even that much. And you figure each kombucha at the store is 350 to 5 bucks a bottle. And yeah. so but if it's you keep those more babies yeah, it's growing, you can just keep on trucking and yeah. making a ton of batches with Much it. Much more economical that way. Yep. That's kombucha. So we'll have the recipe on the website. You can get that. We will also have the recipe for Ryan's muffins on the website. 
pretty simple, but I think I've eaten maybe 30 muffins this week. <laughs> I've used it as my protein source. Yeah, well, the other thing, don't, don't let your two-year-old eat like four or five a day. You'll be wondering when it comes out the other end, what is going on? There's a lot of protein for a little body in yeah. there. So we learned maybe give her like one, maybe two a day. But she literally wakes up. She was waking up this week in the morning, going straight to the fridge, like open the fridge. Grabbing and he a had him in a big red uh, container. And she just stick like point right at the red container. I want the muffin. Like, she just walk around the house thing. with a muffin in her hand and just chew on it. And I think I, I haven't done the math on it, but I'm guessing there's at least, you know, 12 to 15 grams of protein per muffin. So she was um. loading up. <laughs> she was a growth spurt this week. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. Like Ryan said, we both had quite a bit of work to do this week in the, in our other real lives. So we're working on a, getting some more podcasts out for next week. And as always, we love your recommendations and questions. We plan on doing a podcast very soon to answer the multitude of questions we've received on many different topics. So maybe we'll have a smorgasbord podcast on, on a bunch of those topics. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. That's it. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm.